Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well. And I thought today was a, a good opportunity to do a podcast um, basically on rebuilding um, after a marathon. So obviously for today, today I'm obviously going to be talking about marathon, but that doesn't mean that you guys would be talking about marathon. Um, you know, this could be after a 10K, this could be after a cross country. Probably not. You probably don't need the same. Sorry, I was reversing out of the driveway. You probably don't need the same um, or as thorough replan, I guess you could say, but um, it, it's all going to be relevant. And this would also be a good idea if, for example, um, you find yourself in a bit of a rut and maybe things aren't going perhaps the way you want them to go or some results maybe just haven't been as good as maybe what they once were and and you know so there can be a lot of confusion comes with that and um, often it's very very helpful to take a little I guess pause or time out and um, just reflect on everything that's been going on and replan, I guess, going over some of the stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about today. And so, you know, obviously I just did Berlin. Well, obvious to people that follow the podcast. Um, I've just come off Berlin for the first time in maybe five years. I've taken a break. <laughs> And, and that's like a, an optional break, I suppose you could say, whereby it's not a retirement. You know, it, it was always about recovering from just everything that's been going on, if I'm quite honest. Um, I put a lot on my plate over this past sort of month, if I'm being honest. Um, and, and that involved... You know, seven weeks ago, you run the Commonwealth Games Marathon. And so over the last um, lot of weeks here, I've asked my body to recover from a marathon, um, start training for another marathon, um, get used to this whole new journey that I'm going on with um, ADHD. And, and, you know, there is treatment options for ADHD. And so try and... Um, different treatment options for ADHD. Um, there's a lot of... It's probably a bit like if anyone's ever taken antidepressants, there's a learning curve. You know, you have to work closely with your therapist to make sure that... You know, I, I've taken antidepressant medication myself and, and that's how I know this journey has been very similar um luckily around the time that I had started the antidepressant medication I I wasn't training fully and I certainly wasn't trying to prepare for something like the Berlin Marathon and so I've probably been asking myself the question ever since Berlin like you know kind of like what was that all about and do you there, there was a number of things that happened you could say um around the berlin marathon where 
you know, I'm in home, for example, because I've just bought a new house at home, which is amazing and, and really exciting. And But I'm in home, for example, to like do things at the house and do things on the house. And, you know, that's 10 days before the Berlin Marathon. And you're kind of asking yourself that question, like, was your was your heart really in it? You know, like, were you really... Were you really as dedicated as you need to be? Like, do, do you honestly think Kipchoge is going home to do housework 10 days before his, you know, big record attempt at the Berlin Marathon? Like, and I'm not Kipchoge, but there there was just other things going on. And um, I, I suppose I can, I can share a bit of that. And so with, um, with treatment for ADHD... I I don't want to. I hope this isn't boring, but it's not to bore people. It you'll actually be really happy as I unravel some of this. But you don't really realize the full extent of, let's call it a you know it's a it's a it's actually a brain disability. But you don't quite realize the full extent of your brain disability until you know you're 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 treated. And it's a bit like, think of it as as serious as maybe having a sore head or hay fever and you you take a medication and the hay fever, the stuffy nose and and the runny eyes, you know, they, they go away. And it's only when you take the medication that you realize, wow, like my hay fever was really bad today, you know, because... Imagine that you didn't know that even hay fever was a thing. Let's go deeper. Imagine you didn't know hay fever was a thing. And someone said to you, hey, I think you have hay fever. And you're like, what? And and then you take a medication that clears up your sinuses. You don't have to sneeze anymore. You're not itching your eyes all day. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this hay fever thing was a real pain in the ass. And then you realize wow, like, this was affecting my life so much and I, I didn't even know. And it's only really when you find out that you have hay fever and you start medication that, that you realize, wow, this is crazy, right? And so that's kind of been a bit of the journey because, like, this medication works in a way that I guess it temporarily relieves you of um your ADHD and ADHD can be like I, I've talked about before there's there's impulsive there's it can lead to low self-esteem it can um lead to almost a feeling of laziness within a person because tasks can seem really daunting things in life that you know should be really simple and really easy you find difficult and and hard and all this kind of stuff and so you take a you know some medication and and those symptoms go away and honestly it can be um <laughs> it can be quite amazing is probably what i'm going to say um a lot of ams here but what comes with new probably new medication and a lot of this realization, right? So I, I got diagnosed in July. 
I started my medication, I think in, after the Commonwealth Games, so about 10 days maybe after the Commonwealth Games, maybe two weeks after the Commonwealth Games. And this is a, this is a, this is a real learning curve. All of a sudden, I wanted to spend more time with people. I guess maybe in the past, I had been a little bit standoffish with people, you could probably say. And I don't know what part of ADHD led to that, but suddenly in the morning, I would go downstairs. I would be sitting at the, normally what I would do is I would go downstairs. I would make a coffee and then I would go back upstairs into my room. And suddenly I'm in this, you know, headspace where I, I drunk my coffee downstairs and I'd, I'd sit on my, maybe my iPad downstairs and I, I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be in, in that sort of environment where I was, yeah, just close to people and, um, it, it felt social. It felt nice. Um, and I, and I'd never, never really experienced that before where I actually wanted to sort of be around people and it it started to rub off into like running a little bit because I even sort of noticed that I liked running with people a bit more and I felt more comfortable running with people and I guess both in races and in training I've always preferred to, to be by myself and I guess I used to maybe, maybe I got a, a little bit like anxious being around people or, um, yeah, there's little bits of anxiety. There's little bits of stress, all this kind of thing. Like, you know, it, it all plays a role. Um, and so, yeah, all I'm really getting at here is there, there was a lot of things changing. And again, a lot of the stuff that was changing was also, um, it was also going to affect, what happens next and so once you start realizing how many decisions were being made because of your mental disability then you then you really get to a, a point where you start to you just start to think differently but it also made me a lot more productive so i i wasn't as lazy and i lazy is horrible because this is you would never ever call a disabled person in a wheelchair, you know, lazy for not doing certain tasks. And so, you know, with ADHD, it's it's very unfair to throw around a word such as lazy, because for a lot of people that have ADHD, it's not, sometimes it's not a laziness, sometimes it's a a lack of confidence that you would handle a situation well. And so that puts you off going to that situation. And so instead you just stay at home. And if you guys ever remember when I spoke about the, the whole Airbnb thing and, and you know, the, someone basically taking my money and, and a bit of fraud. And normally I think, I think had I not had ADHD in that situation, I would have handled it much differently, but I already knew I, I had messaged my mother before I had to go meet this gentleman that, you know, was was basically treating me like shit, you could probably say. He was calling me a liar, telling me that, you know, I should just deal with the place that he was trying to, like, con me into, you know, using. And and I agreed to go meet this person, and and I really didn't want to meet them, but 
I realized they had five thousand pounds of my money, so I had to. But I knew, I knew that I wouldn't handle that situation well. I knew that I'd likely get upset in that situation, and once I get upset and and once I get emotional, then then I get angry and I can get almost aggressive. I suppose you could call it. And so, I had already messaged my mom and asked my mom would she come with me because I knew if my mom was there, his behavior would be different and my behavior would be different. And bear in mind. This was not a situation that I was afraid of. I was afraid for this man in this situation, and I'm not trying to act like some tough guy or or sound super tough, but I can handle myself very well, and I'd be very confident about that. But I'm not very confident in being able to handle my emotions in a situation like that when my back's against the wall. He has my money. And I need him to, like, go on his phone and send me that money. Or、uh, I'm not good at handle my handling. Sorry, my emotions in that specific scenario. In fact, with ADHD, I probably wasn't very good at handling my emotions in any scenario. But that one specifically was a was a really tough tough day for me. And and so. That's what I mean by people. The laziness. The laziness isn't so much laziness. It's more.、Um, it's more a situation where you're probably afraid that you'll handle something badly. Not every situation. Somebody has five thousand pound of your money, but social situations, maybe running against a rival. So there's more. There's more anxiety and more, you know, stress linked to that and. Maybe training with somebody that you've had an altercation with in the past, and so you avoid that situation because of that altercation. And I hate to use the word normal, but most normal people are just fine with that. And honestly, with my ADHD, if I had had a previous kind of altercation with somebody, I could almost feel—I I probably like—I <laughs> can almost feel the stress as like heat, as like warmth, as like. Like it was really powerful, and so I would avoid so much. But what I'm sort of getting at there is that you behave in certain ways because of、um, how you handle things in life, and so all of a sudden, you know, if it's the hay fever example, all of a sudden you start taking hay fever medication, and suddenly you can go to the park. Suddenly you can cut your own grass. You know there. That's a silly example, but but a very real one. I mean, it's kind of the same with ADHD. So you take the medication, and and suddenly when you finish your seventy minute run that morning, you you normally you'd have went to your room, and like I said, I'd have isolated myself. I'd have done nothing. I'd have sat there, blah blah blah. Suddenly, suddenly I don't want to just sit there, and so. <laughs> There was this month of like trying to trying to handle this excitement and this energy that came from feeling honestly. I I, I re- <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna get really emotional. Woo! <laughs> But it's like for maybe fifteen to twenty years of my life that I was like almost. Prisoned by 
my own brain. Hmm. And I used to get so, so, so upset by the fact that I just handled life really badly in so many different situations. And what's probably so unfair is that it would it would honestly be like like a disabled person that you know perhaps is a wheel in a wheelchair and it would be like them it would be like you know someone in a wheelchair like I said just just really upset with themselves about perhaps the things that they can't do or or and I'm sorry this is just a practical example but them getting upset with themselves about yeah like you know perhaps that they can't do certain things because they're in a wheelchair but not knowing that they're in a wheelchair and beating themselves up so hard that for 20 years of my life I beat my own head against the wall because I just could not handle some things in life I really struggled and I never understood why and I watched other people like handle things in life so so easily and and you'll it's, people will remember me saying this but but I said sports easy and I find life really hard and I sat in a room in a titanic apartment in Belfast and I didn't want to die but I wanted life to stop being so hard and now that was really difficult for me that time and I I looked around this room and and I seen like I seen MacBooks I seen Normatex I seen 5,000 pound bikes I seen a kid that had everything but he, but he was struggling like really really internally struggling because I just didn't know how to handle life honestly ADHD had it was ruining my life constantly and you're in the dark because if you don't ADHD affects people's lives that know that they have ADHD so the impact that ADHD was having on my life was was literally in the dark it's it, it's like something eating away at you that you don't even know is there you you, you had no idea and it was yeah it was it was killing me. Well, it was making me at least feel like I didn't want to be alive. And so, yeah, like you, you get a, you get a bit of help with this. You, you start to figure out like, holy shit, this was, this was really bad. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get a medication and, and it really helps and it changes your perspective on a lot of things. And it, it might completely change the way I live my life. Honestly. Because I don't feel trapped. I don't feel... This energy that I, I suddenly felt was... Excitement for the next day. Like I wanted to... I wanted to live the next day. I, I wanted to enjoy the next day. I, I was honestly, honestly really, really excited about that next day in my life. And I felt like the current day, there wasn't enough time. I wanted more time. And I can't, I can't explain all of this in an Instagram post. 
I have to be careful when I'm saying certain things. I, I don't want people to take things the wrong way. Or Berlin was per per time in in my life. Um, but how was I to know? And so I don't beat myself up anymore. For like, yeah, probably twenty odd years of my life, I beat the absolute shit out of myself, like internally. That I was handling things poorly. That I was, you know, doing something wrong. Or honestly, I didn't know. Like I said, it, it was undiagnosed, and I just, yeah, knew that I didn't perhaps handle things the way other people did, and. So I don't need to beat myself up anymore. If I now had to go to that same altercation with that person from Airbnb, I'd be so calm. I honestly, I'd be like the calmest person in the world because I don't have. With ADHD comes you basically don't have breaks. There's no emotional breaks, and so so many things have happened over the last month, and I've walked away from that situation going, "Who is this person? Like what?" You didn't shout at that person. You didn't. You didn't get all upset. You just. You just handled it in a really nice and and calm and and the, you're basically you're you're acting like the person that I really believed you were. And again, that makes me emotional. But suddenly, I was a lot closer to the person that I that I knew existed, but but really struggled. And I, I'm, I honestly believed I was this lovely person, but every now and again, I would react in certain ways, and I would handle things so badly that I would be so confused who this person is. And I just think to myself, like, are you that lovely person, or because like that lovely person has this podcast and he talks about mental health and he tries to help people. But I just watched how you maybe handled that situation, and and that doesn't seem like the kind of person that I, you know, I I sort of thought you were. And so, yeah, I think it goes without saying, a lot has changed. Honestly, and literally, it it changed overnight with treatment, and it it made me realize what sort of an impact, you know, this disability was having on my life and with that came the yeah like a lot of a lot of my impulsive decisions and a lot of the poor planning and and I was locked into basically my ADHD brain had control of the bus you know that's kind of what me and my sports psychologist from uh, Belfast have talked about like you have to you have to realize who's driving the bus, you know, who's in control, logic or emotion. And that doesn't just, that's not just people with ADHD or that's kind of everybody. But yeah, look, so a lot's changed then, you know, with change comes, I, I, for the first time ever, I, I took a week off because I didn't, I didn't need to run. Running, running would still help ADHD even with like the current treatment, right? But in the past, I needed, I needed the running. Like I, like it was a, yeah, like it, it, it was a need, right? And so suddenly 
suddenly it's not a need anymore. It doesn't mean that I was using running as my therapy for running was my medication, right? Um, but then, yeah, then when you like at the end of the day, let's go back to the hay fever example. If every time you finished a run, your hay fever cleared up, but you didn't know that you had hay fever, but you did start to realize that every time you run, when you get back, your hay fever symptoms are gone. And so what you, what you start to do is you depend on that run. But then if you know that you need to take a week off running, you don't want to take a week off running because then you'd have hay fever all week. You'd have the symptoms of hay fever all week. Suddenly someone gives you a hay fever tablet and you're like, oh shit, I don't need to go for a run today. It doesn't mean you don't want to, you just don't need to. And so I've actually been able to really enjoy a week away from running where I, where I didn't have to choose between running and helping my ADHD. That, that's the difference this week. I didn't have to, I didn't have to put treating my ADHD to one side so that um, I could take a week from a week's rest from running as in like help my running career, but really upset my psychology. And um, so that's been amazing. But then I guess I had to start to have a think about, well, okay, what impact has this been having on my running? Am I only a runner because of ADHD? Am I only a good runner because of ADHD? What does the future look like? And so if you've seen today, I posted on Twitter and, and Instagram, I did a list of, you know, what it would take for me to basically be better, better at running and faster. It's that simple. What would it take for me to be faster than ever? And then, yeah, you have to, you have to make a decision about, are you, are you willing to do everything on the list? Is that what you want to do? Etc. Etc. And then off you go. And I like to, even when I had ADHD, well, I still do, by the way, but I just have a better handle on it. Um, I still used to do the contracts. You know, I told you guys about that on the podcast before. And that was, um, basically that was the contract yourself that said you were going to stick to, uh, you know, like a certain task, whether it's, you know, run easy tomorrow or Kobe Bryant used to map out these contracts for months. My ADHD meant that I had to do like daily contracts. And if I put something in that contract, then I had to stick to it. Okay, so if it's in the contract, you have to stick to it. Um, I've decided to do this, you know, what would it take? And then I'm going to make a decision about, you know, are you willing to do those things? And then if you're willing to do those things and you put those things in place, like, you know, on it I had... I need a coach because I've been a bit all over the place. Um, I can't just keep copying other people's training. Um, I put on it that I would probably need a strength and conditioning coach, which I do. I can't just keep going in the gym and, and like 
you know, I, I have so, so many exercises, you know, I have all these exercises. I know S and C for every single muscle in the body. And that's great for like rehab and that's great for not getting injured and things like this. But at some point I probably need a strength conditioning coach who could take it to the next level in terms of being specific to um, maybe my needs, even though I know which areas in my body break down and that's a great start. But it's probably about time, given the resources are there with Sport Ireland, etc., etc. It's probably about time I, I just put that in place. And I had a, um, yeah, a, a gym coach overseeing what I'm doing, and and it's just not as not as random, you could say. Um, so I think that would really help. Other things I put on there was things like you know nutrition needs to be good, and not only does it need to be good in terms of eating the right things, which I have, I have nutrition plans. I have plans that a nutritionist has done up for me one week, two week, et cetera, et cetera. And all this kind of information is actually going to go in this, you know, booklet and, and online service that I'm, you know, this, this kind of runner self-help guide that I'm putting together and all this is going to be in it, but following nutrition accurately and not watching a YouTube video on uh, water fasting <laughs> and then thinking for two or three days I should water fast but remember that that's still all ADHD <laughs> like it's just dopamine oh you watch a video on water fasting gets your brain all excited maybe that's something you want to try and so yay let's try that you can't do that that that's not that that doesn't work with like trying to handle 100 miles a week or I can do that this week because I'm on my week off, but not when I not when I know the science and I wear the Super Sapiens and oh, it's just impulsive. It's just silly. So um, I guess go to altitude, go to altitude when it's going to help, and that'll be planned. And perhaps train with you know other other athletes looking to achieve similar goals. Um, and I guess on that note, I, I already reached out to a very, very good athlete in my field and was very, very successful at European Championships and has a very, you know, intelligent coach. And, and I asked for help. I just said, I, I don't think I can do this myself anymore. Um, and I think I need help. And that's, that's moving forward at a nice pace. Um, yeah, and I just need to stop rushing things. So there was a lot on that list. It was a lot to digest. I, I needed to, yeah, like I said, I needed to really have a a little sit down and think, all right, here's the list. Here's what you need to do. Are you willing to do it? And to tell you the truth, I haven't, I haven't quite got to the I'm willing to do it. And I really like that. Because if my ADHD wasn't in a good place, I would have decided a lot sooner and I would have got all excited and all this dopamine would have been flying around my body and I'd have been all, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to get stuck in, can't wait to, you know, get on with this new plan and this one's going to take a while. This is a... And it's so, it's really good timing because I was putting together this booklet and this is a complete rebuild 
of me as an athlete. I, I, I'm going to rebuild everything. Like, I mean everything. And that's nutrition, that's S&C, that's, that's yoga, that's getting the body, getting the body moving the way it needs to, both from a, getting the body to a place that it's not fighting me. And so now my psychology is not fighting me. I need my body physically to stop fighting me. And there's tightness in my back, there's tightness in my hips, and it's not helping, it's it's hindering. And then what happens is you need to have you need to have more fitness to run at the same speed. Whereas when you're when your body's in a good place and it's moving well, you can be you can be less fit, but running isn't as hard, and so you can actually run faster. It's pretty simple once you start to break it down. But yeah, it means opening the body up again. That means yoga, that means at-home stretching, that means pre- and post-running routine, which, again, I'll have to go in the contract. Are you willing? You're either willing or you're not. It's not, It's not. am I willing once a week or twice a week? It's like, are you willing five or six times a week? It has to be the greater majority. It doesn't have to be every single time because things will pop up. But things that pop up can't be sitting on your on your bed or on your couch watching YouTube. You know, that's not something popping up and stopping you from doing it. So if you want if you want to achieve anything in life, there's likely a cost. Just like if you want anything in life. And and I guess this is the cost, you know? Um the cost is that there's sacrifices. I'm going home to Belfast today and I get to go out and have some fun with my friends um, in a, you know, a well-balanced, <laughs> all those retirements that we used to read about and the absolutely excessive drinking. I mean, Google ADHD. <laughs> ADHD is people depend on alcohol and the impulsiveness inside you doesn't let you stop. There's a greed and, and there's an impulsiveness and you, you can't, you can't control. You don't know your limits. You don't set any limits. You, you push it and push it and push it. And so given that I have a lid on, on a lot at the minute, then I think it's a good time to spend a bit more time with friends before I, you know, dive into, yeah, this like, it almost feels like a comeback without it, without it being one. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I still did things in training over the last seven or eight weeks that were super, super impressive. Um, you know, I, I was running, I ran 800 on the track, literally in the middle of a marathon week in two minutes flat. I mean, marathon runners aren't really doing that. I mean, it was probably silly of me to do it. It was, it was in the middle of a session and I did it twice. Two of the reps were, one of them was two minutes and I think the other was 202 of 60 seconds rest. This is, that's serious, seriously impressive for, uh, you know, somebody that can also go out there and run 30, what was it? 33 kilometers two days later in at like 310, 312 maybe. So I still believe there's an athlete in here that, you know, can, can run really fast and hold on. I also believe now that I have my uh, shit together a bit better, I have more chance of actually 
stick into the plan that would, or somebody else's plan that will be done for me to get to a really good place. And yeah, I think my, I think my natural, not to be arrogant, but I think my natural talent and genetics have, have carried me for a long time. There is layers of ADHD that has also helped my success, which remember I, I was using running as therapy and ADHD doesn't go anywhere. So I've pretty much exercised every day of my life for the last, I don't know how long, right? So it definitely can help too, but to run under like 210 for the marathon requires more than genetics, talent, and like to be obsessed by exercise because it really helps. Um, there needs to be some logic, you know, if there's no logic, then it's, it's very, very difficult to, yeah, achieve some of these results. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's impossible. You're not, you're not going to do it. It's that simple. Um, and so, yeah, quite a lot's changed. So where I started the podcast was you're in a bit of a rut. You might, think things aren't going the way you want them to. And so you have to do your own list, list of things that perhaps are holding you back, at least that you think are holding you back. Um, start there. Start with the things that you think you could do better. Um, are you running too fast? Are you, are you not taking rest days when you're supposed to? Um, is that leading to injuries? Are you not doing your rehab? Are you not doing your gym stuff? Are, are you binge drinking or binge eating at the weekend? Are you going to bed too late? Are you, do you have a bedtime routine? There's so much to digest in there. There really is. Um, I mean, on my list was, you know, good, good nighttime routine. Um, good, good sort of looking after my muscles. So again, in this booklet, you're going to find all this, like, I, I've I realize the podcast is limited because I can't show you guys things. But in the in this guide there's gonna be videos of foam rolling, what you can do pre run, what you can do post run, um you know, self massage tips at home. Basically everything I do to be an athlete, you know, my what I do from eight PM at night if the goal is to go to bed at half nine. And of course, for me now, it's my routine. But for you guys, it would be, it might be new and it might be something that you have to just learn to, learn to make it your routine. And at first, it, it might not come easy to you. But hopefully in time, you, you'll be able to, yeah, just, it'll maybe just come a bit easier to you. It'll maybe just not be as difficult at first, but. Yeah, look, there's a lot goes on. So make your list. Start to start to even making your list right now before my help guide comes out. So make your list now. Start to get on top of the things that you already know will help. Start stop doing some of the things that you already know is hindering. And then hopefully in the next probably two weeks, I'll have time to finish um, this guide. And all of a sudden you're going to have heaps of new things, 
hopefully to get excited about that can help your life um can help your training it's going to help your mental health and uh, this i'm not kidding you this guide is i am so excited for the impact that this has on so many people i am so so excited and i know how good a job i'm doing with it and and again you know treating the adhd has helped that because i've promised books in the past and i i never finished them this is real this is i've invested quite heavily in this you know drones um recording stuff for home mic different microphones to get quite I'm, I'm literally using the car speaker today sorry about that um but i've really invested because i want this to be really good i, I know I, another probably good thing about adhd or or maybe there's a little bit of autism i'm not sure but i'm obsessive and with obsessiveness comes tons and tons of research hold on i've studied the professional world of running to serious serious places hours upon hours upon hours of um scanning websites for anything i can find on the best athletes in the world and their training and what they do and how they live and yeah it it goes deep and then i practice a lot of this on myself both from a training perspective but also um if it is the recovery type stuff then i'm trying different things and then i'm checking out whoop the next day and i want to see is my recovery getting better you know i want to see if yeah like things have improved or i'm 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 all over all this kind of stuff um when i first heard about adhd i I was reading so much on, um, you know, treatment options and supplements that can help. And, and I, I guess like a lot of these, a lot of these things that were coming up, like, um, you know, CBD and anti-anxiety type medication and, um, a lot of this stuff that was coming up wouldn't just help ADHD. I also found out that I likely, never had um like breathing problems that were coming from asthma or you know i we we did that throat operation and we thought i had this exercise induced larynx and i might have had a bit of it but all my bad breathing seems to be linked to times in my life where the stress and anxiety is very high you know, I had real bad breathing problems at London and that also coincided when I had started working with a therapist, like a psychiatrist. And so when I'm reading all these like forums and, and I, I, I read Reddit a lot, I, I could heavily, heavily advise that to people. Search like what I was searching was ADHD supplements Reddit. And all these supplements were coming up that can help, you know, once you're when you're not medicated or you're not sure if you have ADHD. And so like these supplements were, it was stuff that I, I still take even with my, my treatment because I know they help my, my body, my brain, my mental health and, and sleep. And, and so I, as I was doing this research, as you guys know, I'm on drug testing. And so I have to make sure that anything that I'm researching isn't banned first and foremost it's not like 
can't be banned. And I also have to make sure that anything I'm planning to take um, needs to be what is called informed sport. And so informed sport ensures that every single batch of the supplement that you're taking is tested. And so a company puts together this product. They send it away to informed sport. Informed sport tests it and says, yep. That's clean. Everything that's in there is exactly what it says. And companies that don't offer informed sport, I'm not saying they could sell you anything, but they kind of can. Or anything could be in there that you didn't want to be in there. It's something you should look up. It's quite important. Not just for people on drug testing. It's just, it's just quite important. Um, and so I got really lucky and I reached out to a company called Pure Sport and Pure Sport, Pure Sport is a CBD company. However, they offer a huge range. I feel like I've already covered this. Maybe I did on the last podcast. Oh, I did. That's my apologies. I'm, I'm repeating myself, <laughs> but basically, yeah, like I teamed up with Pure Sport and, um, Pure Sport have came on board to, you know, sponsor me. And that's amazing because a lot of these products, um, yeah, like I, I probably wouldn't buy the full range because now obviously I have the, the treatment for ADHD. Had I not had the treatment for ADHD, then I'd have, I'd have bought the full range. There's, there's de-stress. Um, the, the massage type stuff I would use anyway, you know, that has nothing really to do with, um, ADHD, like it's recovery massage type stuff. Um, but the de-stress and now what I've been rhyming on about on Twitter and Instagram and, and I really have been rhyming on because it really has helped. There's a brand new batch of mushroom products. You guys have never heard of mushroom products, but um, it is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm so shocked that it's taken this long in my life to, first of all, find out about ADHD and then um, find out that, yeah, these products exist, that I think the whole breathing thing, I think if you can lower that anxiety and lower that stress, um, I know fine well that some of the athletes I coach only only pay me to coach them so that they'll do the training, right? That's that's the only reason they pay me. It it and they like the training, I hope. But as humans, we love accountability, right? And so why I invest in maybe a massage gun or a Graston tool or why I invest in some things in life is to hold me accountable to actually use those things, right? Because maybe I want to do more self-massage, okay? Maybe that's maybe that's the goal. Uh, Stephen wants to do more self-massage, okay? Um, and one way I know to get me to do more self-massage is to um, invest in something that, because I've invested, I'm more likely to you know, massage, self-massage. And 
had I not invested, perhaps I just wouldn't have been bothered. And so it might sound stupid, but we are a little bit stupid sometimes. And that's just the way we are. But um, yeah, look, I'm not going to write on about that. Um, aside from the lack of the reduced stress and anxiety in, in some of this stuff, and please do, honestly, just go to Google. Well, you can go to the Pure Sports website. This is a good starting place. Go to the Pure Sports website. There'll be a link in the podcast description. And I'll also, there's also a link on my Instagram. If you just go to Instagram and in my account, there's what's known as Linktree. And click on that link tree and then go to Pure Sport, okay? Read about some of these products. No, you can go to De-Stress or you can go to Lion's Mane. You can go to any of these, right? Look up the ingredients of De-Stress. Go to Google. Type in that ingredient like ashwagandha. And then type in stress levels. And then type in Reddit, right? And you just get to read what other people who have already taken these products think about it. It's unbelievable. You will be, okay, you might not be like blown away, but you're going to be like, holy shit, like this could help. And then especially when it comes to like, like the cordyceps, for example, that not only will help stress and anxiety, which will break, which will help your breathing. They also have a scientifically backed effect on VO2 max, increased VO2 max, which every runner would be quite happy to take a couple of supplements a day and like get better breathing. Maybe it's because your anxiety goes down, your stress goes down. I'm not sure, but all right. I really longed this podcast out quite selfishly because traffic today is so bad. I never drive in London and I had rented a car and that's kind of a company was really kind to rent me a car, but it actually didn't, it's not their fault, but it didn't work out because weather was really bad in Cornwall this weekend. And so I think there's storms all over America and I, I'm not actually dropping the rental car back because instead of going to Cornwall, I'm actually going to go home and enjoy some time at home, but there's a train strike. And so you guys have been forced to listen to me for, this could be one of my longest. But why I told you the whole story about the ADHD is because I think my my happiness has gone from, honestly, maybe a 4 out of 10 to maybe a 9. <laughs> and that that's really quite emotional for me. Not emotional like earlier when I was going to cry. But the only reason I was going to cry is because I bottled a lot of that stuff up. I, I'm, I constantly bottle things up. And another reason why I'd cry is because the, the psychiatrists and everything that I've, the people I've worked with early in life, they always blame trauma. And, they, and I probably quite selfishly you know, blamed a bit of upbringing and, and don't get me wrong. There was parts of my upbringing that aren't a fairy tale, 
And I'm sure every single listener who's either been a child and, and can have a similar thought process on that or is currently, you know, a parent and realizes sometimes they shout at their kids or, I don't know, aren't the fairy tale parent. Um, yeah, I feel quite guilty because I thought all my problems was linked to upbringing and maybe traumatic experiences and things like this. And don't get me wrong, guys, let me tell you, there was, there was evidence stacked up. Two therapists, both three therapists, all believed. And it was the final therapist that was working with me that Under Armour put in place that said, I guess we were talking about um, just life now. And my parents have been so amazing and they've been doing all this work on my house. And I mean, when I say work on my house, I mean three months of a scandalous amount of hours per day on my house in Belfast. It's a brand new house basically now. It wasn't, but they have done unbelievable. And I have a brilliant relationship. Uh, okay. In my head, I have a brilliant relationship with my parents. I could make more effort. I could call more and ask how they're doing. But I don't really have any... This new therapist basically said to me that it doesn't sound like you have like bad blood about your upbringing. And I was like, well, no. I don't like parts of it. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with parts of it. But like... Look at this person that you get to listen to. Like, I ran 209 for a marathon. And not only, like, am I really fucking fast, I'm really nice to help people. That's like, you know, if you if you had to go through certain things in life to, to become, I mean, I hate to be really arrogant here, but I'm a really bloody good person. You know that I'd 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 take it all again. Any if it meant I didn't think five years ago I'd I'd start this podcast and help people. Really want to help people. Most people don't care. Most people just care about their own little world and and that's fine. I sometimes I have to really shake myself when I get messages from people and I'm like, look at the impact you're having on other people's lives. Life that can be really tough. And so, there's guilt there because, yeah, I, I probably thought it was things that it, it perhaps wasn't. Perhaps all along, 80%. I think, I have to say, maybe some trauma in your life can affect the extent of ADHD because trauma can be linked to emotional emotional reactions defensiveness sensitive low self-esteem etc etc so maybe but yeah maybe a bit of guilt but I bottled a lot of this up I it, it's scary to me to think that for so long I felt not literally in prison because obviously I'm not but maybe it's worse because you were never free if I could push people to go get tested for ADHD, if they thought they had it, I, 
And if, if you listen to my podcast and you think you have it and you do go get tested and you find out you do, you'll understand. You'll, you'll message someday and just say, it, it can just say thank you and fucking say ADHD and you'll do a little fucking jail cell emoji because you'll get it. You'll get the limitations of life with ADHD. And not only do you beat yourself up, but so does everybody else. Because they don't see it. It's not a wheelchair. You're not in a wheelchair. You you might actually be quite capable most of the time. And so people falsely assume that you're just... That there's no limitation there. That there is no disability there. Or, But, yeah. You learn to be quite thick-skinned. But it's still upsetting when you realise that... Yeah, people would potentially... Um, give you a hard time for something that you you literally have no no control over. You had zero control this whole time, um, and yeah, suddenly, um, suddenly that you find out about that, and that can be quite upsetting. I've mistreated people in my life, probably because of ADHD, and and I've reacted emotionally and. Yeah, and I've probably give up on situations in my life, give up on people in my life because of ADHD. And but I believe me when I say I've likely been upset more <laughs> with myself. And yeah, I've never really been proud of myself, which is frightening. Knowing the list of achievements that I could. Not brag about, because I would never brag. Well, I do, but hopefully humbly and subtly. When I bring up like 209 every now and again. <laughs> That's like a joke. But, yeah, I was never proud of myself. I had to force being proud of myself, but I didn't finish Berlin Marathon. But I wanted to get to the finish line because I wanted to witness Kipchoge break a world record. And I stood at the finish line and I seen the clock when it got to my sort of time that I ran and I went, fuck me, Stephen. Well done. (laughs) Uh, I think suddenly I'm proud of myself. I think suddenly, not joking you, I think I think I'm better looking, which is hilarious because like, like get over yourself. But like, this is the whole self-esteem part of ADHD. I don't honestly think I saw it. I didn't see it. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe anything. (sighs) Forever defensive, forever suspicious. Yeah, didn't see myself. And now I do, and it's pretty fucking cool. Um, Very, very cool. But I honestly feel like I've spoken enough about um, ADHD, and um, I I really, really, really hope... um, this wasn't, um, I, I hope I didn't rhyme on too much. I, I feel like if for four years I've made it about everybody else, then today I can make it more about me. Um, but yeah, I honestly do, I, I honestly do say if you think you have ADHD, that you maybe go get that checked out. Um, Especially if you talk too much and you interrupt people all the time. That's one of the big the big things with ADHD. Basically, that that party is that you, you have a thought 
someone says something and it it makes you think something in your head, a memory, or and then all of a sudden you have something to say. And then because you have no breaks, you can't control yourself, you just start talking and you interrupt that person. And Or if you just realize you have no emotional break, so when you feel emotions, you're, you just splurt it out. Off you go, and that means maybe shouting at people or reacting in ways that maybe even surprised you because you wouldn't want to be reactive like that. But um, yeah, please do. It's a... There's a there's a prison feeling to this, like, um, and yeah, I can I can honestly only advise you to um, maybe go and yeah get checked out or um, see if you can start to figure out if this is something that's affecting you and it's going to be affecting the people around you. And yeah, I wish to God. I, I'll tell you, not a funny one, but like, I go for physio in Teddington, and the 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 admin, the administrator, the you know, a, a friend of mine, he um, had messaged me and said, like, he thought I was already diagnosed, <laughs> like years ago, <laughs> and and he just seen it, <laughs> but but I was the one that didn't let him know. <laughs> but there you go. I'm gonna leave you there. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And yeah, don't forget, if you want to try, if you do think you might have ADHD or you do struggle with stress or anxiety and you want to try some of those um, de-stress, I, look them up, see what might work, de-stress. Um, I guess there's other things, you know, there's the, there is the recovery stuff. There is that CBD helps sleep, the Rishi helps sleep, Cordyceps VO2. There's other stuff on there, but do your own research. You don't need me to, tell you if you have time do some research um, and there is a little discount code there lion 20 that yeah like if you want 20 percent off you can you can use that and um, but yeah do get in touch if you do invest and you want some tips on it um, and and thanks for listening